Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, Claves. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing well. I'm trying to figure out what am I supposed to be doing these days because i got a lot of time on my <laughs> Yeah, you didn't anticipate this, did you? Yeah, You know, I'm, I'm now trying to catch up on the blues, and I get my, my buddies who are in the fantasy football who call, hey, what do you think about this? So now I'm like a consigliere to everybody. Uh, I'm kind of like standing out in the rain with no umbrella trying to figure out what am I supposed to do because I I didn't think it would happen this quick. Clay, were you surprised that, I mean, we, none of us thought it would happen this quick. Were you surprised with uh, just the lack of production from the offense and, and how the series ended? Yeah, I was, Kerry, because, but I did have in the back of my mind the fact that, you know, we played so many crappy teams as far as pitching was concerned in the month of August and September. And I think we've even talked about the fact that how, how many teams were under 500. And you kind of felt like, okay, well, you know, we're beating up on the good teams like we're supposed to. But what happens when we face a good team or a good pitching? And we, we found out we, we weren't ready. We, we weren't as good as we needed to be. And, yeah, it was, it was disappointing, not, not only surprising, but a little disappointing. What do you think happened? Man, where should we start? Um, I'll go back to this. You can't win if you don't hit, okay? And, and Oliver Marble is a guy that is all about production. And there's a reason why certain players didn't play this year because they didn't hit. And uh, we didn't hit as a team, right? plain and simple. I mean, it was one of those things where good hitting is contagious. Bad hitting is pandemic. Okay. okay. And we saw it firsthand on what happens. And, you know, the, you know, when did it start? I don't know. I mean, again, I'll go back to the fact we didn't see enough good pitching down the stretch. You know, when you look at the teams we faced. And I don't know whether we didn't get comfortable with that, but I think we just felt like we had it figured out and we didn't. So where we go from here, a lesson learned um, by everybody, veterans, young players, everybody learned, you know, let's focus on what good pitching is all about. Because remember, they pay those guys twice a month to be able to do their jobs too. And the good ones get paid a whole lot more on the first and 15th. (laughs) And we found out what, what happens. I mean, you know, Nola, if you look at his numbers, don't look at wins and losses. You look at his numbers across the board, that guy's a Cy Young candidate. You know, plain and simple. Blake Wheeler, same thing. I mean, uh, it, it, those guys really stood out, and we just didn't have an answer for them. So, you know, that that's really where it goes. And, you know, we just have to work on being better next year. And that's really been the bugaboo for this team the last three years, the last three times we've been in postseason. You know, we – we, we pitched fairly well. We didn't get our brains beat out. We didn't hit. And so that's something we all got to look back and think about maybe the approach, the philosophy, whatever you want to call it, 
uh, that we got to alter that. Hey, Clay, we've been talking a lot about analytics, and and I'm sure that analytics played into the decision uh, to let Quintana start the sixth inning. But uh, after striking out Schwarber, bringing him out, what were your thoughts on that? And and do you feel that uh, analytics are good, but at times you have to just go with the, the the guy as opposed to the as opposed to the numbers? Well, that's a great question, Kerry. And um, you know, I think we all wrestle with that because you know, as they say, the numbers don't lie. But you know what? I'm of the belief that analytics are good, but you still have to watch the game, okay? And and you coach, you watch kids, and you have your board where you know what works and what doesn't work. There's no measurable for heart and body language, okay? And if a guy is is going well, that's fine. But But the conventional wisdom today says that you don't want certain guys to face the batting order three times. You don't want certain guys to get a good look because of how guys approach. And it's it's something that I'm not necessarily comfortable with all the time. I think if a guy's pitching well and his pitch count's low, then let him stay out there. I think I would have gone until he had somebody get on base. You know, if he gets somebody on base, then all right, we'll make a change. You know, because then I'm going to bring in a double play ball pitcher, a ground ball pitcher, and then we then we take our chances. They went in a different direction. And, by the way, that's something that Oliver Marmol has done all year. Okay, so this isn't something that he was trying to be a genius. This is something that he's been consistent with and he's been successful with. Uh, I just think it was magnified by the time in the, in the game and the fact that the results didn't work out, you know, at the end. But, you know, that's something he's gone with. And, and I respect that decision. But, you know, every now and then, as a manager or as a coach, and I'll go back to your experience, Kerry. You put kids in a good position to be successful. Every now and then, it doesn't work, mm-hmm. okay? Because the other team is better or they do something better or your guy didn't succeed. And, and and that's what we saw, you know? And so when it happens in that manner, you just have to say, okay, their day, and, and you move on. The only problem was we moved on and we didn't look around. We didn't have another day. Mm-hmm. So – Claves, I want to go back to Wheeler and Nola because I would not be surprised if in a five-game series, Philadelphia gets Wheeler twice and Nola for game two, or game three, rather. I I would not at all be surprised if Philadelphia would eliminate Atlanta because of that starting pitching. The only problem with that, Randy, is Atlanta's got some really good starting pitching. They do, too. And they have guys in their order. They don't have an easy out in their order, Okay. And, and and when you look at Atlanta, I thought Atlanta was the best team we faced this year by 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 yards. Um, so I, I think in their situation, because they don't have that easy out or that loophole, they've got a really good bench, and they're well managed and well coached. I think their coaching staff is as good as anyone in baseball, so they're very well prepared. So they, I think Philadelphia's going to have a problem, uh, but they'll make it interesting. I don't think there's any question. But your point being. Uh, they'll make it interesting, but I think Atlanta is just the superior team because I think they don't have uh, a question mark in their in their lineup and in their bullpen. Their bullpen, I think they had what three, if not four guys that used to be or are closers. So when you have that experience, and that was my concern about the Cardinals. We didn't have a veteran in the bullpen. Okay. We didn't have a guy out there that could keep guys focused and zeroed in on, on how the game works when you get to postseason. We didn't have it. And I think that's one of the things you put on your wish list for next year, a little bit more experience in the bullpen, because those guys out there this year who did an admirable job, 
uh, and got a little experience this year, we still need one anchor out there. Hey, Clay, that leads you to leads me to my next question. What is the most important position uh, going forward? Is it catcher? Is it second base? Is it center field? Uh, some some positions that are going to be up for grabs in the offseason. What do you think is the most important? Well, I'm starting with catcher. I'm starting with catcher. And I know everybody's like salivating over Wilson Contreras, who's a really good player, but he's not the catcher that I need. And Wilson Contreras DH'd and played first base a whole lot last year. He wasn't behind the play as much as some people may think. Uh, I like Sean Murphy in Oakland. You know, I need a guy to catch. You know, if he hits, that's great. You know, if he can if he can hit his weight and a little bit plus, then I'm good. Uh, but I need a guy who can catch. Uh, the outfield's got to be better. You know, Dylan Carlson is a guy that, you know, we we turned down multiple trades for Dylan Carlson to keep him here. And while he's 23, you know, this was a tough year for him. Injury-wise, you know, from the left side, he wasn't as effective as he, he should have been. So we got to get that figured out. And I, I'm sure that Joel station um, this year. Uh, he may not break camp with us, but if Jordan Walker's not here by – the middle of May, I'd be shocked. Uh, and then you have to make a decision on Tyler O'Neill. You know, is he part of your long-range future? Because he's going to go to arbitration again. And he's going to want a long-term deal. And the question is, do you want to make that investment? And I think that's something they're going to have to wrestle with. Because his injuries and his inconsistency is something to raise an eyebrow to a lot of people. And, and then, you know, there's Lars Newbar, who, who earned the job in right field. But Lars Newbar has got to hit a little bit more. And maybe with a regular season, he will. So my, my priorities would be catching, outfield, middle infield. you got to figure out who's going to play second base or shortstop. And then, you know, you need a veteran in the bullpen. And they need Jack Flaherty to be an ace, don't they? They need him to be an ace for 25 to 30 starts. Yes, that's right. And so here's a question also. What do you do with Quintana? So, you know, perfect world. You could you could run three lefties out there next year: Quintana, Jordan Walker. I mean Jordan uh, Montgomery mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, Mets. Stephen Matz with Miles Michaelis and Jack Flaherty. That's a pretty good five. Oh, by the way, there's a guy named Adam Wainwright who plans on coming <laughs> back, and you also have Dakota Hudson, who might be better next year because of the pitch clock. So now. And here we go. It's spring training. Man, we got more pitching than we can that we can use. <laughs> we were that before. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then here comes July. Like, we got to find some pitching. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, the thing is, they, it all sounds good on paper right now, that we can go into next year with everything in a perfect world mode. And, and if everybody stays healthy and everybody gives you what you expect, we could be really good. You know, I like Quintana – for a lot of reasons. One, he's a he's a he was a really good, crafty veteran lefty, okay? He knows how to pitch. Secondly, he blended in so well in that clubhouse. What a wonderful person he was. And I can see why other teams liked him. Um and you know, maybe there's a place for him. I think it depends on his price. You know, maybe he's a guy that you can get for two years for twenty million. I mean, so I mean the 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 one thing we need to take into account, money shouldn't be a problem next no, year. No. All right. Shouldn't be a problem. So let's make sure we spend it effectively and wisely. Uh, you got a farm system that's going to give you a couple of people down the road, uh, but you might want to step off the reservation and maybe invest in somebody who's in another organization. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that. But I, I think 
next year should be a lot of fun. I'm going to miss Yachty and and, uh, and Albert for sure. But this, this team should be in good shape. I think the only team that they should contend with in the division next year are the Chicago Cubs. I think Milwaukee is taking a step back. Milwaukee had a chance to really be good. They didn't do themselves right. Uh, Cincinnati's already told everybody they're a rebuild. Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh, you know, so you don't worry about them. I think the Cubs will probably make an investment off the field with regard to free agents. they got a couple of kids in their organization they want to give more time to. So that'll be our contention. But the thing is, with the balanced schedule, we're going to play everybody. So we have to be good every day. Right, exactly. Just waiting on Cincinnati and Pittsburgh to come to town. Yep. Claves, you and uh, Joe West get together on the latest 5460 podcast to share some postseason stories. And I guess Joe West has a million of them. A million plus. Uh, you know, it was to the point where I was like, okay, my ears are starting to bleed, Joe. Uh, we got a couple more uh, for the season that we're going to run out there, and I think we have one tomorrow. But, yeah, we we talk about some of his playoff memories, and, you know, when you think about the playoffs and what it means to the game and what it means to umpires, and he kind of walks me through, you know, how umpires are selected the whole nine yards. So I would suggest people – who are still in the baseball. You know, one of the things about St. Louis, and I think it applies for the Blues too, when our team is eliminated, we just move on to something. Mm-hmm. We don't care about the playoffs or the Stanley Cup. <laughs> if we're not in it, we could care less about it. So for those who are still interested in baseball, it would be a great listen. I can guarantee that. And for me, I'm moving on. Hey, let's go blue Saturday night, baby. Let's go. <laughs> no doubt about <laughs> I'm it. I'm not that guy that's wearing a jersey to the game. But uh, I'm looking forward to the game uh, Saturday night. Kerry, are you going? I won't be going this Saturday night, but I I did go last Saturday. And I do plan on going to a few more. I had a right, had a so great time. Gotta, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta represent. Definitely. And, uh, we gotta have some fun there. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with you and Randy. I'm always looking forward to hanging out with you. So we gotta go and support this hockey team and get them off on the right foot. And then we got Billiken basketball. I'm gonna go see some Mizzou football. Care. You, you got to go see some Illinois football, Claves. I, I, I know, man. They rock. <laughs> they are rocking. Carrie, you may see me standing on the sideline on a Friday night with a clipboard in my hand ready to help you out. Come man. on. Come on. I, I, would, I would greatly appreciate any help. Come on with me. Come on out there. I, 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 hey, listen, like I said, I got nothing but time on my hands to the point where my significant already told me you have to find something to do. There you go. You started to get on my nerves. It didn't take long. You know, hey, listen, Sunday, man, I'm sitting there, and, like, that's her quiet day. And, you know, I'm like, okay, football is terrible on TV. She's watching something on TV, and all of a sudden she looks around. There I am sitting right next to her. She said, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) You got to find something to do. So, you know, I got to start finding out, figuring out what else I got to do, man, because – I'm not even married to her yet and about to get divorced. So <laughs> we all we need to start a Sunday text chain when the, when the football's bad and get out on the golf course. Yeah. You know what? But see, here's the thing, Randy. You know, my, my weather conditions, if it's 55 <laughs> and below, then I don't go. All right? I have no problem yeah, with that. So we got to figure that out. But right. I'm going to find something to do. But boys are a good visitor. Looking forward to staying in touch. We'll, we can do it next week. I'm good. We, there's plenty of things to talk about for sure. Yeah, we should do it. Why don't you come in studio? We'll do an hour sometime on next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, I'm in. Because okay. that way she, I'll be out of her hair. So that, that gives me time. So I'll see you guys next week. We'll have some fun.
Sounds good. Good. Thanks, Clay. Just remind me because, you know, I got a short memory. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll remind you, no doubt. Mike, Mike All right, Clay, fellas, have a great week. See you, big you boy. Too. That's uh, Mike Claiborne, our guy here on 101 ESPN.